You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to remind you to just take a few seconds right now to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. And if you have not left that rating or that review, would you please be so kind as to leave us that rating and review? It helps our podcast be put in front of more more people. Eddie, how are you feeling today? Today, as always, great, positive. You know, I can't, the fact that I have life and my family is doing well, I can't sit here and, you know, be a negative Nancy yeah. about my situation. Um, if you are a longtime listener, you know some of the little secrets about our behind the scenes situations. Um, and meaning that sometimes we're a week or two ahead yeah. recording wise um so while you're listening to this episode a week or two um from right now technically we just had easter happen um so when you're listening back to this is about two weeks after that um and you know we're still off of that high you yeah know, easter yeah service resurrection sunday uh, a lot of things happened during that weekend as well good things um with our church also so we're just like kind of Trying to wind down a little bit with, you know, the the great service that happened, you know, you and your wife like headed this mega project because that's really what it was um, in doing our Resurrection Sunday service different this year. You know, because of the pandemic, we haven't had a service at our church with everyone under the same roof. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because of the number of members we have and the capacity of our temple, we've had to do separate services. So there's people like in group A, group B, and, you know, we haven't had a service with all the members together until this uh, Sunday where we were able to uh, get a space where we can fit everybody, social distancing, um, and, you know, comfortably and just worship the Lord together. So how's everything with you? Yeah, everything's great. I have to uh, echo everything that you just finished saying. I think Easter uh, and our Resurrection Sunday service was amazing. I think that, uh, you know, it was great to have everybody together, yeah. right? Um, we were at a different location. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were at a hotel. Um, so that was cool, just kind of being somewhere else. Um, I think overall it was a great experience as far as taking what we do in our church and bringing it somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? So uh, having to lug all our, the all the equipment, instruments, you know, uh, up to like, okay, we need the anointing oil, right? Yeah. Like, where are we going to put that? <laughs> like, oh, we need like the offering baskets, right? So it yeah. was a great experience as far as just preparing for taking what we do mm -hmm. uh, somewhere else, right? Outside yeah. the four walls of the church. We had a lot of visitors come and yes, people we did. Uh, bring family members, cousins and aunts and all that. Uh, so that was definitely great as well. So overall, I think it was amazing, right? Uh, we had a different, uh, you know, opening worship, which I yep. thought was really cool. We, they sang um, just different songs and, uh, you know, some new songs, some old songs. And I do want to say this uh, in reference to that, right? About a month ago, uh, Israel Houghton came out with his album, Feels Like Home, which we spoke about a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. 
And um, I remember when me and my wife sat down to watch that concert back in November when it came out. Uh, we we watched it and it really impacted us. It touched us to the point where we were listening to that live stream that we had access to like every day since November. Yeah. Literally, if you walked into our home every day, it was that track was playing. The whole concert was about three hours long. So there were over 30 songs that they sang. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so around, I want to say the beginning of March or like right towards the end of February, you know, we were listening and we we enjoyed the song so much. And we knew as we were thinking, like we could definitely do this in our church. Right. Like we can definitely incorporate a worship like this, you know, with songs that we normally don't sing or mixing songs that we don't normally put together. Right. So, you know, I want to say, I guess that whole uh, our Easter worship set list, right, was inspired by that album, right? And just the practices and all the people that came together with the musicians and the singers and just the people involved and just being willing to step out of the normal, step out of what's comfortable for us, right? It's easy to sing songs we all know. It's easy to just sing a song and not really practice like certain vocal arrangements or practice like, you know, how do we want to deliver this? Um, you know, it takes work. It takes effort to do that. And I think all of the singers and musicians definitely push themselves to do that. But it really got me thinking, I don't think we would have had this idea or this motivation and drive to do this if we hadn't listened to that album, right? So it's almost like, again bringing us back to the point of when god puts something in your heart when god gives you something to put out to the people you know israel probably has no idea that he just inspired our church right and our church worshipers to just step it up to a different level right and i want to say caused a shift and kind of a new chapter when it comes to worship in our church and I think that, you know, again, he probably would never would never know that, right? And countless other people who probably are impacted or have been blessed by his album, and, you know, they just don't know. So it's just really, it, it reminds us that, again, we are a blessing. It reminds us that we don't know who is listening, who is watching, who's inspired. And we really don't know, again, in our minds, it could be something so insignificant, something so small, but we don't know the huge impact and change that it could have in someone else's life. And that album definitely impacted our life. And we kind of then spread that and, you know, threw it over um, at the church. So it was something that I think uh, resulted in something beautiful and, you know, very excited to see what comes out of that. Yeah. And I think that's the key, um, you know, because there is a lot of work that goes into that one event, that one worship session, that one 30 to 40 minute, you know, um, segment in a service. Um, but the the as leaders and I'm talking from the leader's perspective, um, the desire, I believe, also is that that gets carried into the future where they notice as worshipers, musicians as a church, you know, and just talking in general that the it is a lot of work. It is um, putting yourself in maybe a little bit of a out of your comfort zone, uh, whether it's the style of music or the arrangements of the songs or whatever. Uh, but when you see, man, it was really awesome. It was really impactful. It was definitely different, um, you know, that you take even even the simplicity of the work ethic of how you prepared for that specific event or service um, and carried into everything you do from that point forward 
You know, it is true. We've said it many times before. You said it. I'll say it again, where, you know, as ministers, as artists, we do things and we put it out into the world and don't know who it touched who it blessed, who it ministered to, who it inspired. Um, but when you trust in that, all right, Lord, if you put this desire in my heart to do this, then I trust that you will carry that seed to the heart it needs to go to so that it can flourish from there. And even with a situation like this, with changing and doing something different at our resurrection service, for example, as well, you know, there were other worshipers there that did not partake in that, you know, it wasn't part of the worship team for that Sunday. So moving forward, they maybe as well received inspiration and were like, you know what? That's cool. I like that. I like how they did this and that. Um, so let me go ahead and do that as well. Because in reality, the 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 purpose should be how do I perfect my craft? How can I give more to God? How can I do more to bless people? Um, and sometimes it is about taking inspiration from others. Yes. And speaking of inspiration and Resurrection Sunday and all of that, <laughs> right? Um, Justin Bieber, yep, dropped a surprise album. Yes, on Easter. Yep, right. It was on Easter Sunday, and I think it was something we could expect, right? I think we were expecting that from him. Maybe not it being a surprise, but and on Easter, but. Uh, dropping a Christian gospel, whatever you want to call it, type album um, because of what we have been seeing in the last few years, right? As far as, um, you know, whether it's on social media or interviews or things that he has said or even some songs that he's kind of hinted or um, has had this influence, right, of, uh, of God, Jesus, you know, in his music. So he went forth and dropped a six-song EP, uh, featuring uh, Chandler Moore from Maverick City, uh, along with some other people, artists such as Tori Kelly, Pastor Judah Smith is on the album. Uh, so this kind of, you know, was a a shocker for many people, but it was like a pleasant surprise. People really seemed to enjoy it. It went to like number two on the charts when it dropped. And overall, in my opinion, we're going to kind of give you our feedback, mm -hmm. thoughts and all of that. In my opinion, initially seeing this come out right seeing the title freedom um it's what the ep's uh titled you know he had just released an album a few weeks ago titled justice and now he's releasing this album titled freedom um immediately i you know hit that first song to kind of listen to all right like is this really like going to be christian gospel <laughs> type album or is it just kind of you know is it like one song what is it but uh i have to say listening through the EP several times. From my perspective, I really enjoyed it. I think that, uh, you know, it's undeniable that he has talent, right? I think that is evident when we hear him. Um, and it's just pretty cool, right, to see someone on his level uh, sing and use that talent in this way. Now, I have to say, I think for the listener, right, you have to decide how you're going to listen to it, right? If you are, you know, a believer, a Christian, and you are listening to it through the lens of, you know, well, he's singing about this, but in his last album that he dropped two weeks ago, he's talking about where he gets the best weed from, and he's talking about this, and he's talking about that, right? Like, that's one way for you to look at the music, and then there's just another perspective of, man, like this guy really is talking about some great stuff um, on this EP and 
is obviously in some type of journey that he's been clear about and hopefully right he is headed in the right direction hopefully through this music and kind of producing this he he feels a difference right in singing this type of music right and and putting out a project like this and then putting out all his other stuff but from my perspective listening to it and we're going to go track by track but overall listening to it i was very impressed very much enjoyed it and I think it's obviously amazing for all of his fans that are listening that wouldn't normally listen to music that sounded like this, wouldn't normally listen to Maverick City, wouldn't normally listen to Judas Smith or Tori Kelly, right, are now being introduced to these artists, are now being exposed to this, uh, you know, information that I think obviously would really benefit them. But what do you think? Listening to it the first time when you heard it, you know, what are your initial thoughts? Um, I have many thoughts. I think uh, I'll start from the beginning. Like you said, it's not a surprise that he created an album like this. You know, for many years now, we have been speaking about the journey of certain celebrities and secular artists who have been on a journey on a path of spiritual discovery. You know, Justin Bieber is one of those people um, who has been on this path for quite a few years now. Uh, so him releasing an album that speaks about his journey is not surprising at all. On a musical level, the songs are bops. The songs are good. You can listen to them on a musical level and, you know, great. Um, my... So that's the good thing. And we're going to go into each track individually to speak about, you know, what each track is speaking of and the theme and all that other stuff and our opinions on it. Um, and, you know, the only thing that I would say as a general statement is what I have kind of been saying from the beginning, um, which is also understanding and kind of, you know, what you were saying as well is as a as a believer deciphering from what lens or from what angle you're going to take in the music. Um, you know, there are people that will listen to maybe two tracks that specifically jump out at me and be like, I can't believe he said that. That's it. I'm not, I'm gonna stop listening to this album. Um, so off the bat, if you are sensitive to words, you're going to be turned off. You're going to be like, no, I'm not, uh, you're going to turn off the track and, you know, walk away from the situation. I, walked into this um with the curiosity of why he chose the art that he chose his album art is just an i you know an iphone regular note that says freedom um after listening to the music i get the perspective that this these are his thoughts and feelings that he wrote down in iNotes, in a book, or whatever, and he converted it into music, and that's what he's sharing. So I look at it from the perspective of a human who is going through his transition of self-discovery with Christ and is not perfect, has his own situations that are going on, his own struggles, his own human uh, scenarios, uh, but is adamant about sharing who he believes that Christ is, um, you know, which is difficult to do uh, because for me, uh, I find uh, the, I find having to make myself 
continue to push forward because my humanness is very easy at criticizing. Um, you know, because I, I want to believe that as believers or people of faith, when you're putting something out into the world, it has to kind of fit a certain mold. And when someone puts something out there that doesn't fit the mold at all, it's kind of like, how do you put that out there and then correlate that to Christ? Uh, but there is a way in one way or another to do that. Uh, but my only warning, not my warning, but my only thing that I will say, and then we'll get into the tracks is that we also have to make sure that when we have celebrities or famous people start their spiritual journey and are public about it, uh, are public about that journey, that we do not make them the poster boy or the poster girl of Christianity. Right. You know, that's where my, my, my weariness always comes with mm -hmm. where certain celebrities or certain people, you know, they they profess their faith about Christ and all of a sudden they're the standard that people want to follow. Yeah. You know, oh, you know, if you're going to be a believer, then you have to do it like a Justin Bieber, like a Selena, like a Trump or whatever, where sometimes their humanness and their own struggles and things that they're going through is not the blueprint that you should be following. Um, to be closer to Christ, if that right. makes any sense. Yeah, and I agree 100%. I think it's very important to, you know, highlight that because it reminds you of the whole Kanye West era, yes. right, with the Sunday service and when that was on and popping and all of that, you know, it was like, you know, any minute you could expect him to pop up into your church, you know, and <laughs> preach, yeah. you know. Um, and again, I think when, you know, any artist, celebrity, right, they sing or they make music, they do these things, that is the way they express themselves. Yes. So in their music, they'll be talking about relationships. They'll talk about certain things from their past or stories or things they've been through or things they're going through. And obviously for Justin Bieber in this place in his life, you know, whether if you look at his social media, you'll see every day he's posting something to his followers about God, about Jesus, about his love. Um, and at the same time, I have to agree, you know, I think as believers, there's a certain mold that we think they have to fit in or that we believe, right, because of what the Bible says uh, about our lifestyle and what our lifestyle projects. So I can definitely understand that struggle as well. But also just the other side of that when, you know, a lot of these people who put out this music, right, they're doing this because this is what they feel. This is them expressing kind of their thoughts, their beliefs about God, about Jesus, about what they're going through. And, you know, it's important for those believers out there to have that grace when it comes to these celebrities that may profess something, right? I think it's the same thing when we hear them at the award shows, thank Jesus, yeah. right? We're always like, oh my gosh, like they really, did they really just say that? They owe it all to the <laughs> Lord, but you know what I mean? At the same time, you know, it's like I'll I hear this all the time. But yeah, but then you get those Christians that, you know, they, they accept the awards or whatever and they don't thank Jesus or mm -hmm. they go out to preach and they don't even pray and present themselves or they go do this and they don't give God the credit. Right. So it's like obviously we both sides, yeah. whether you're a firm believer, firm Christian, putting out the most gospel Christian record out there. Or if you're Justin Bieber that decides to put out six songs about his faith journey and what he's feeling at the moment, we both have things that we can pick apart and yes. that we can dissect and say, well, you know, if you really meant it, then you would be doing this. Well, if you really meant that, then you would be doing this. Regardless if you're, again, the Christian that's been a believer for since you were, you know, a child or Justin Bieber who now is finding his faith, yep. you know? So I just think it's important, again, to look at this through that lens of grace and also understanding, again, 
these people, when they do these things, they are not the poster boy, the poster girl. They are not the standard. I even think, and I'm going to dare to say this, that when we look at our gospel artists and Christian artists, they should not be the standard either. Yeah. You know, because yeah, when yeah, we look yeah. at a Kirk Franklin, right, just a few weeks ago, people were shook when they heard him curse out, you <laughs> know, his son and say the things that he said, you know, and it wasn't like, you know, little curses. No, like he was, he went in, right? And for some people, that right there in that moment, he you know, was thrown off his pedestal and he it was like, people were just, they didn't know what to do with themselves. Right. And then there were those people that were like, listen, he's human. This is a part yeah. of it. You know what I mean? He had a human moment. So just, you know, throwing that out there, but the first track freedom. Yep. Featuring uh beam beam. Right. Um, you know, some of the lyrics, he starts out the song basically saying, we are all looking for the answers. We are in search of living water, too blind to see the Messiah. Are you weary? Are you tired? Running on empty, feeling the fire? The devil is a liar. So that was like the introduction yeah. to the EP. Like mm -hmm. he basically said it all, like right in the beginning, mm -hmm. right? Like we're in search for something. We want something. We need something. Uh, you know, we're running on empty. We're running, trying to, you know, thinking that we got this, feeling the fire and even just professing that the devil is a liar. This, yeah. you know, musically, this is kind of one of the most upbeat songs of the EP kind of has like, you know, uh, a different feel to it. But what did you think when you heard this song, this title track, Freedom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely has like a Caribbean, West Indian feel uh, to it, especially with um, the flavor that Beam puts into the track. Um, as well when it comes to freedom you know the main message of it that i take away from it is two things number one understanding what christ did on the cross yeah and how that cemented what has happened since then um and receiving forgiveness and in receiving that forgiveness you receive the freedom to understand that the victory is already won that Christ has already fought the battle for you, like that whole, you know, Christianese yeah, yeah. Uh, thing that you can get into and lingo. Um, and it really is just really, uh, to me, cementing how he reminds himself of that, which is like, you know, the devil's a liar. Christ, you know, died for me on the cross. And in accepting that into my heart, I find freedom in that. And I'm able to, you know, be burdenless uh, with you know, that understanding and that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely, you know, liked it as an opening track. Uh, then we move on to track two, uh, titled, um, let's see what track two is titled, All oh, She, she wrote. wrote, right? And it features Brandon Love, Chandler Moore, and Judah Smith. So Chandler Moore, obviously from Maverick City. I think that alone, right, that collaboration on a few of the songs, people were really shocked about, mm -hmm. right? Um, especially we, you know, just recently had Aaron, you know, from Maverick City on the podcast. So that was kind of cool. Um, I personally think this is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I like musically how it sounds. I like his his cadence. I like how he, uh, you know, his flow on this album, on this song in particular. I really like uh, the lyrics um, in, you know, in what he says in this track, basically saying, we can't save ourselves. We need a savior. We yeah. ain't make ourselves. We need a maker. I keep failing myself. I need something new. So I lay my life down. I give it all to you. And then later on, he basically, he goes on to say, um, I came to the end of me believing the enemy 
coming with that man you ain't a friend to me nothing could fix that no not even the hennessy i had to switch it up yeah switch up the remedy loved the vulnerability there and i think if you needed a track to really you know uh cement what he was trying to say or his heart behind this journey I think this right here is one of the closest ones where he's basically telling us he's on a journey, one. Yeah. Two, he was trying things and it wasn't working, right? Again, he basically says he had to switch it up and switch up the remedy, right? And the line before he was saying that, you know, not even the Hennessy could basically fix what he what he needed, right? Or yes. what he was going through. So I think immediately right there, that lets us know that he is aware of what works and what doesn't and i think it's you know now that he's aware of it it's the difficulty of letting go of those things right and changing those habits and changing those patterns that uh you know kind of lead us down the wrong things when we think about the industry and the music industry that he's so heavily exposed and influenced by it's really hard you know what i mean i mean in our life, we're not celebrities. We're not people that can't go to the store or can't like go anywhere without getting photographed or, you know, all those things. Or we're not held to that standard. And life is difficult. And being a Christian is hard. And it's a journey. And we go through rough moments. Uh, just imagine having this much spotlight, attention, pressure. I think it has to be difficult, right? So um, I really liked, you know, the things that he said on this track. Obviously, when Charon Lamore jumps in, he kills it as well. But what are your thoughts on All She Wrote? Yeah, no, I think it's what you said is what the song is about. And even, you know, if if the message wasn't clear with track two, track three, we're in this together, makes it really clear because he's going through his life story. He's speaking about how at 17, he was a millionaire. At 18, he was living at a mansion. But even at the pinnacle of his success and having everything, fame, money, riches, women, you know, he still found himself asking, like, what am I alive for? You know, that's one of his lyrics. Um, and we see how he had to transition and he found purpose in christ you know that's where he's speaking about and he's also speaking about the idea of of unity where yeah. this isn't you know it's a tough road you may f find yourself making mistakes and all this other stuff uh, but we're in this together we can do it we can make it um and he even makes it evident i would say in the sense that he ends the track with a prayer yeah. You know, praying for everyone that's listening to it, praying for their family, praying for their finances. Their grandparents. He, he went in. That was his moment, though. That was his moment. That was his preacher yes. moment. Maybe he has that calling over his life. Uh, you know, I really do like to in, in, in this track that he, uh, you know, like you were saying, we're in this together. I think he also made it an equal playing field as far as, hey, listen, although I'm a celebrity, I have all this money, although I have all this influence and power and fame. Right. When it comes to this journey mm -hmm. in our faith, we're in this together. Yes. Right. Someone on his caliber and on his level does not have any advantages, does not have any uh, disadvantages. Right. Where it's the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the devil and temptation, it's the same. When it comes yeah. to, you know, we're not exempt from that, right? Just because you may be famous or have money doesn't mean you're exempt from the enemy knocking on your door and trying to tempt you. Uh, you know, we may not have as much money, we may not have as much fame or talent and all, you know, those things, but we're not exempt from going through those crisis moments in our walk with God, you know? 
Yeah, and you know, track through, track through, <laughs> track number two and track number three are tracks that could be considered controversial because he does cuss in them. Yeah. Um, you know, especially track number three. You know, he yeah. is like he comes into the second verse and <laughs> every he was other upset. word he's like going in. Uh, you know, and you know that that to me is something that I have to, I had to like sit back and right. think about. I think in that sense you have to think about the journey he's on yes you know yeah because i think if someone else if you know uh, even a kirk franklin would have put this in one of his songs Mm -hmm. i kind of would have probably looked at him a little sideways you know what i mean yeah whereas in this case because i feel like you know he is being so transparent in Mm -hmm. his journey it's almost like understandable and i use that word loosely right um i think back to you know even just You know, like th- there are those people that even the most Christian and most, uh, you know, God fearing people and people that you may look at and be like, you know, they're they are examples. Right. In moments where they're upset and angry, may slip up and say things they're not supposed to. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like here's this individual who's clearly, you know, not uh, super experienced when it comes to this walk, who's mm-hmm. on this journey. Of course, you know, there's going to be that raw emotion yeah. and also connecting it with the fact that he is an artist that is, you know, expressing himself. And these, you know, that that's kind of the words that, you know, he's used in the past to express kind of these feelings. Now, again, hopefully moving forward. Right. As he continues in his journey and as he continues kind of in this process, uh, that area in his life, you know, can get a little bit better. Right. Yeah, I, I think it, it also depends because culturally it may seem to most people it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. That's something right. that's like home language where, you know, there are people like even with the situation with Kirk Franklin, you know, a lot of the most of the people that I saw commenting on the whole situation uh, where Kirk Franklin, his son, that whole scenario were in support of Kirk. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, sometimes you got to go in on your kids if they're being disrespectful or whatever, you know, because culturally, a lot of times outside of the church, that type of language is kind of acceptable. Yeah. You know, depending on your circle, your cultural, you know, situation, even in the Latin community, you know, we'll see where, for example, my wife is Dominican, I'm Puerto Rican. There's words that in the Dominican culture are not bad at all. It's common language words or whatever, but you say that in front of a different Latin American or Caribbean country uh, uh, speaking, even though it's Spanish, you know, they will be like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Right. Um, So, you know, it is that... It's like that weird place yeah. where you have to be understanding of the culture, but then you also have to, um, as believers, if that's not the language you partake in, also being mindful and careful as well, because you may want to put his album, you know, on shuffle in the beginning of your service while everybody's coming in or whatever. Uh, but then do you really need that track blasting those cuss words right. you know, before the service starts? Um, you know, once again, culturally in your church, and I know of churches, you know, that that's okay. Um, you know, where they'll just put like whatever music in the beginning, it doesn't really matter. It's just as long as it's bumping, the words don't really matter about it. Um, but there are other churches who are a little bit more mindful of that. Um, where yeah. then you got to be like, okay, this is a song that we can't put up and because that's a good com- of. Yeah. what that may lead to yeah that's a good conversation to have in the future i mean i've definitely been to churches where drake has been blasting before a youth event 
Yeah. So I know, I know. <laughs> that's a good it's... conversation to have. Uh, you know, we move on to track four, Where You Go, I Follow. Yeah. And you said something funny, uh, you know, before we started recording that a lot of the tracks kind of remind you of like that Jesus culture. Yeah, Kim right? Walker Kim or whatever, Walker like era. Freedom, Where You uh, Go, I Go. Yeah. Well, he so, says Where You Go, I Follow, but right. yeah, that's yeah. where I was getting. So again, uh, you know, Chandler Moore is on this, Judas Smith is on this song. I, again, like this song. I definitely, uh, you know, he has his Easter references in here. Yes. Right. On the third day, you rose up, um, you beat death once and for all. He has, you know, those lyrics. Love the simplicity of uh, the chorus as well. I love Chandler Moore's, uh, you know, verse on here where he says, nothing could fix the damage in my heart till I met your love. You gave your life so I won't fall apart. Um, and again, that message of salvation is woven in this record. And I think, you know, his fans, Justin's fans listening to this, who may not be church, who may not have that church background, who may not, you know, have that relationship with God. I mean, they are literally being preached to. Yes. And I think about that verse in the Bible that says that, you know, everyone will come to know and we'll come to hear about the goodness of God, right? And and we'll have that opportunity for salvation. And I think it's just so important for us to recognize that even in something like this, right? Whether you think that, you know, this is wrong for Justin Bieber to do, whether you think that this is, you know, that's ridiculous, no one should be listening to that, that's not, he's not a Christian, he's not this, he's not that. The Bible does say that the rocks will cry out. And I have to believe that regardless whether you think he's on the right path, he's doing the right thing, he should have done this or he shouldn't have done that. If God wants to use him in this moment to reach people with his message, right? And, you know, because again, some people that follow him and listen to him may not want to listen to a preacher, or may not want to listen to or go to church, right? And have that moment. But listening to these lyrics will spark something in them to further research and further, you know, discover and develop their relationship with God. Who are we to say that, you know, God is not in that or God can't do that? You know, there are countless stories that we hear all the time of individuals who God used, you know, crazy people, right? And people yeah. that had crazy past to just transform their life and give them a word in a moment. I know of a story personally that happened with my mom and my grandma that God used someone that was a drunk in the street to prophesy to my grandmother. Man was drunk. <laughs> and in that drunkenness, literally God used him in that moment to give a word. You may have your thoughts and opinions on that, but that word came to be like two days later. Like yeah. it was like exposed, whatever that situation was. And, and let me tell you, you know, again, it's something that, uh, we just have to be careful, right? We have to be careful with, you know, what we say, but definitely, uh, I love this track. No, I mean, and it's, there is no denying that in every one of his tracks, you know, right now we're speaking about where you go. I follow track four is Christ centered. He is presenting the message of Christ in track four. He's really just talking about the story of Christ, what he's done. He resurrected on the third day, you know, the miracles that he's done, all that other stuff or whatever. So presenting the idea and message of Christ is evident in what he's doing. And if you're really going to measure it against what, you know, what the messages versus who he's doing who is doing it and the style they're doing it 
you know, the message is very clear on that. He's speaking about Christ and God and, you know, how that whole process is when you receive him into your heart. You know, the next track, track five, where do I fit in, you know, really harkens to something that a lot of people can relate to, which is at night or whenever, when you finally get to sit down and you're like really just winding down all of a sudden, all these thoughts start flooding your mind and flooding your head. Most of the time, you know, the enemy plays tricks on us. So it's a lot of negative thoughts and like this overwhelming sense of, you know, so many questions and negativities that we may have and fears and all this other stuff. Uh, but in reality, you know, you know, the, I, the song is really speaking about your negative th thoughts versus God and how your th negative thoughts would do or do when God is in the picture. Yeah, I mean, this track features Tori Kelly, Chandler Moore, Judah Smith. Judah Smith is like on every track. He's kind of like the voice, right, <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, basically it's I, I picture it like, you know, listening to this if you are anxious or sad or feeling alone. And his voice is kind of like that voice that steps in to read a verse to you or read scripture to you or just tell you that everything's going to be OK, which is a pretty cool touch. Um, you know, Chandler Moore's uh, lyrics on this song. I know you're not a God out there hiding on mountains. You come right where I am. Love that line right there, mm -hmm. you know, because previously in the other uh, in the other verses, right, they're contemplating Tori and Justin in their lyrics. They're kind of talking about when I'm alone and fear's all I see. I'm sitting in the silence with all of these insecurities, right? They're going through kind of those motions while Chandler comes in and kind of comes in with these lyrics saying, you're not a God that's hiding in mountains. You come to me. And that message alone of God coming to you and going to you and reaching out to you and trying to find you and pursuing you is a message that I love. And again, I think uh, this is a song, like you said, many people can relate to. Again, whether you are a believer or not, you want to fit in, right? And that's a struggle that I think, whether you're a Christian, a non-Christian, we have that struggle to want to fit in, want to be accepted, want to be loved, right? We all have that desire. So it was great to see that he kind of encapsulated that message in this track. And the closing track, which we both thought that Lauren Daigle was featured on, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a different Lauren, right? The track is called Afraid to Say, and it features Lauren Walters. What do you think about that track? Well, the, the thing with track number three, of uh, number six, Afraid to Say, really speaks on the balance a lot of these famous people or celebrities find themselves in, um, which is they found you know, a solution to their problems in their lives, which is Christ. And they want to speak on it and they want to share it with the world. But we also know that, especially with the rise of social media, there is this idea of cancel culture and this idea of being afraid to speak or profess about maybe your journey and Christ and all that other stuff because of the criticism that you may face because of that. Yeah. You know, because unfortunately, people are very quick to pull out you know, oh, but, you know, last year you did this or three days ago you did that. Or, you know, how do you expect to make up for X, Y and Z? And, you know, instead of people, you know, being supportive of your journey, a lot of people find it easy uh, to be negative and to tear it down. You know, uh, we were speaking about this also before we started recording. You know, there's this uh, up and coming boxer. His name is Ryan Garcia. No relation to me. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be 23 this year. He's like been training under Canelo training under Oscar, uh, Oscar de la Hoya and has been like pretty much undefeated and he's like the next big 
thing, um, you know, as a young person who also is on a very similar journey as Justin Bieber, uh, which is, you know, he reconciled with the Lord. He's recently baptized. I think it was last year. Um, lately, he's been more and more vocal about um, his faith in Christ on social media. I think for Easter weekend, he had a live with his pastor and other pastors as well. But he's also been very vocal as well about the struggles that come with that, with being someone who was in the public eye, where people do know his past, do know his life, his personal life or whatever, and trying to pick at that as, you know, how are you professing about Christ? How are you trying to project this message of Christ? But you did X, Y, and Z. You've yeah. done this. You've done that. You look like this or whatever. You know, he posted about his tattoos. He had to make, um, a po well, he didn't have to. He chose to make a post about his tattoos because a lot of people were criticizing him, you know, because there are people who believe who that, you know, you can't be a follower of Christ and have tattoos. Like, you know, your body is a temple. You're supposed to keep it holy and putting tattoos on your body is a sin mm -hmm. um, as well. And he had to speak about that um, also and kind of give his perspective on that as well. So, you know, when it comes to track six and Justin Bieber being afraid to say, you know, does speak on the fears that you have about being criticized um, and, you know, also his struggle of, not on, not knowing, do I share this with the world or do I selfishly just keep it to myself so that I can avoid those criticisms? Yeah. And he boldly states we can't write people off. God never writes us off, even in our darkest days, even when we least deserve it. Even when we're doing that stupid thing we wish we weren't doing, God never writes us off ever. So, again, I mean, just that message alone, whether you like him or not. There's so much truth in that statement, right? There's so much truth in those words that, again, even if he was able to impact just a few of the people that are really following him and just, you know, deliver this message to them, again, um, inspiring one person, you never know the change that that can cause. Can we agree that he is on a journey? Yes. Are there things that we evident are that we see, right? That's evident that he is on a journey that he still has work to do. Of course. But do we ever arrive? Do we ever reach a place where it's like, oh, I can finally talk about this, right? Or project this because I've made it to this level, right? Like I, I'm at this place now so I can release all my albums that I've been, you know, holding on to for years, right? Or I can finally preach now because I've come to a place where I am this, right? At the end of the day, we know we are all flawed. We are not perfect. We know that we have issues and yet God in his mercy allows us to continue doing what we do, right? Whether that is, you know, ministry or leading or singing or worshiping are there times where we must kind of like stop pause and you know rethink certain things reflect and and change what we're doing of course right but will we ever make it to that place where we are completely perfect and free from sin and free from any type of impurity or any type of insecurity no yeah and there are those who are bold enough that in the middle of that they are able to still declare and and do god's work and then there are those that unfortunately choose to stop and stay stuck right and stay stuck in those feelings stay stuck in those emotions and not move forward you know and i think that our responsibility as believers is really to just pray for him 
um, and hope that, you know, God continues to strengthen him, that he continues to strengthen his relationship with God um, as well. And as he continues to strengthen that, he, you know, grows more and more spiritually, but that also God may surround him with the right people. Yeah. You know, because it is important to have, you know, the right people by your side to lift you up, to guide you, to help him, you know, because it really reminds me of when we get new believers in church, yeah. you know, and a lot of a lot of the time new believers have um, what people call their, their first love, mm-hmm. you know, which is they're so excited. They're very they're like really enthralled with Christ and what he did in their life. They just want to share with everyone. You know, they don't understand really sometimes, you know, semantics or they really don't understand like protocols or how to deliver a message. And they just want to like yell it to everybody. Jesus loves you. Give your heart to God. You know, that whole thing. Uh, and sometimes it's important that we come together and we really guide them and help them really perfect how they can deliver that message because we want them to keep that excitement. We want them to share that passionately, uh, but we also want them to do it correctly. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to Justin Bieber, you know, really the best thing that we can do is just pray that God strengthen him and also surround him around the right people because in the same way that believers are looking at it and uh or people in general are looking at it as you know what he's talking about christ and that's awesome you know the enemy is always working and working overtime so you know you can bet your bottom dollar that the enemy is going to try to mess him up put the wrong people in his ear try to you know use tabloids or this or that to discourage him or to get people to turn against him and all that other stuff and we as believers have a hard time as regular general folk believers have a hard time maintaining ourselves on the right path because of our struggles, because of our humanity, because of the things that we deal with in secret, you know, that much more people like Justin Bieber are going to have a harder time because of the scrutiny that they get because they are in the public eye. Yeah, for sure. So again, if you haven't listened to it and you're, you know, you want to check it out, go check it out. I think it's also important. The fact that, you know, he just released an album a few weeks ago right and it's now releasing this and mm-hmm. i know that there are always those individuals who look at those things and whether they they manage artists or whether they do these things right um where they may have an artist that you know i think of someone like a tori kelly mm-hmm. right who is really like a pop singer but who's christian and who is open about her faith yeah and um you know her music isn't really controversial in that way she did do a gospel album and express that those around her you know it was like a risk yep, where they yep. felt like your risk it right now by doing this but that is the music she really wanted to put out and she did and ended up winning two grammys and you know that's a whole separate conversation (laughs) we spoke about which we we spoke about that but again you know there's this kind of idea that no one wants to listen to gospel music no one wants to listen to christian music or it doesn't sell like that you sell this type of you know music you put out this message you can't mix it with this right and kind of like all of those ideas and i'm just curious to see how well this album does right I, when I, we look at someone like a kanye when he released his yeah. album that went number one yep, and it yep, was number yeah, one for a long time yep. you know um but that's a Kanye West. You yeah. know, this is kind of a different situation. No, it's the same thing, really. I think that the the fact that his name is attached to it is going to cause, right. you know, um, 
is going to cause a buzz mm-hmm. on the Christian gospel side and on the secular side yeah. or whatever. So the song, the album being successful is not something that I'm that worried about, especially since this is a trend we have been seeing. We saw it with Kanye. We saw it with Snoop Dogg. Tori Kelly did her thing, too, as well. You know, we saw uh, Nicki Minaj join a track as well. You know, it's not nothing. Uh, her was on a, a track with Torin Wells right. uh, recently also. Um, so there has it, it's been for a couple of years now where there has been this blur of lines between secular artists and Christian artists collaborating and putting out Christian faith stuff, you know, because there, I do think there has been a rise on spirituality, whether yes. it's Christ based spirituality or just the generation that is kind of like understanding that there's a higher being and all that other stuff. You know, there is a trend that is leading towards spiritual awakeness. What we as believers have to make sure is that we are guiding people down the correct spiritual path. Yeah, for sure. So if you know, you, again, you haven't heard it, check it out. If that's not for you, then don't check it out then don't check and it listen out. Yeah. to, you know. Yeah. But don't be going online. To, uh, Justin Bieber's going to hell. How dare he, right. you know, try right. to um, uh, taint the gospel realm right. or whatever. Right. You know, because you, you just did that with your attitude. Me? No, not oh. you. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying the person typing that, right? Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The example yes. that you just gave. Yes. <laughs> we need, let's end this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have not subscribed, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified. Thank you so much for all of you who have done that. We have seen all of you new listeners that are joining. And don't forget that you can go back and check out all of our previous episodes, um, you know, all the way from season one that we have dropped uh, till now. So definitely take some time to catch up. Be subscribed so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. Yes. And, you know, make sure that you share our episodes. You post it on your socials and you, you know, also link us when you make a post or whatever that you link us as well um, so that we can get the word out. Also, if there is someone, whether it be an artist, a musician, a professional of some sort uh, that you would like for us to reach out to to try to get on the pod, please let us know. We've had musicians. We've had songwriters, we've had producers, we had licensed therapists on these episodes. So if there's somebody out there that you think is someone worth us having a conversation with, please just send us a DM or just write under this uh, post as well um, who you think we should reach out to and tag them as well. Tell them, hey, reach out to these guys. Um, It'll be really good for us to have a conversation. So we want to thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God God Life Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.